Like if you have uh, somebody like Jeremy, I think he's got like a five thousand dollar R or something, yeah. something crazy. Okay, but he's been doing this. He's been trading for a while. He's he didn't start with five thousand dollar R's, mm-hmm. right? He started with the low end. He's 100, 200, 300 built up from there, and keep progressing, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at, I mean, probably a lot of people in the chat. Most people, I would say, almost everybody that is not a professional trader, and you say, if he goes, yeah, I, I, I lost today, I lost an R. What's an R? $5,000. You lost $5,000 trading? That, that's so so meaningful to a lot of people, but they're so focused on the actual dollar amount. Where Jeremy's like, yeah, it's, it's an R. Uh, now, the next one is behavioral conditioning, which is really kind of like that reinforcement, you know, like the elastic band that you you flick when you're noticing that you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. So it's a reward punishment type of system. I don't have a lot of experience with it. Dan, do you have anything to say about it or know much? It's, it's definitely something that people can use if they wanted to, but I would definitely not be the one to ask about it. Um, so in, in some aspect, what I, the idea behind it at least would be that if you're if you are doing something good, give yourself positive reinforcement, right? Because you start to react away. Like, it's like, man, I got to treat after everything. It could be something small. It's like, yeah, cool. I, uh, if I hit my goal today, I'm going to go out and get a, uh, a snow cone or something, whatever. It could be something stupid, right? It, but yeah. that, that little satisfaction could get you to what you want. I tell people all the time, um, and, cause this is what I personally do is, if there's something that you want to do, you want to go on a certain vacation, you want to um, go out to eat somewhere or something like that. Great. If you, if you have, Hey, if I hit my goal this week, uh, I'm going to take the family to go out somewhere and uh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Rock says Chick-fil-A. I mean, that's a reward in itself, but yeah. Take, then take the money you made from the actual market and spend that on what you wanted to do, that trip that you want to take, the the lunch you want to go out to, the dinner you want to go out to, the movie you want to see. The idea behind it is you're now, right now you, you've probably transferred a balance from a bank account that you have just had money sitting there into a stock portfolio that you see some numbers on this chart. Everything else is candles. There's there's no reality behind it, right? There's no There's nothing tangible that you could see or feel you're like, great, I'm up or I'm down or I'm all around, right? That's that's all you see in a stock market. But if you're able to pull money out and you have a certain goal or certain like, hey, if I do this, then I, you know, I'm going to reward myself by mm-hmm. something that I always want to buy or something I always want to do and experience. That experience of that tangible experience of you pulling money out of the market and being able to apply that to uh, even a small step to some of your goals, that's a fantastic feeling. Because now the next time you trade, you have the realization of, yeah, this is not just monopoly money I'm throwing around. This is not just numbers or, or candles. This is legitimate. This, If I trade well again, if I'm able to recreate what I've done before, now I can go out and, and actually have that experience again and do something good. And your trading starts to shift. Your your mindset starts to shift of it's not gambling. It's You're, you're actually trading. There's actually real um, positives that could come out of trading. And only until you actually experience it and do it and say, oh, this is really cool. I would have probably never got to take this trip if I'd never traded. But now because I can, I'm able to go on this cruise with Jeremy or go to Florida or go to wherever wherever your destination is, right? Yes. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be just small things. But take take some of the success from the market, pull it out, and uh, and get that create that feeling of just so you, 
you remind yourself of this is this is a real thing. That's a great point. I, I just see behavioral conditioning. And the one thing that I think of all the time is an episode from the Big Bang Theory, which happens to be one of my favorite shows, but it's when Penny keeps sitting in Sheldon's seat and Sheldon doesn't like it too much. So there's this one time, one episode where Penny would sit in a different seat. And every time she would sit in a different seat, all of a sudden, uh, Sheldon was offering her a chocolate. Hey, Penny, you want a chocolate? And he was using Pavlov's behavioral technique to train her. She, he was getting, he was rewarding her for every time she didn't sit in the seat and it was happening over and over, but she didn't realize that's what he was doing. And it was, it's actually quite a funny episode, but that's what I think of every time I see this. So, <laughs> all right. So the next one again is kind of a, a little bit uh, overlap to what we talked about with the training psychologist, and that is to create a support system. We kind of covered that already. So I think it's time we just move on to the next one. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Hop right into it. Develop emotional intelligence. What does that mean to you, Trace? Oh my goodness. So emotional intelligence, intelligence. It's first of all, it's about to me anyway, emotional intelligence is first of all be about recognizing what emotions you're actually feeling because there's more than just two emotions. There's more than just happiness and anger. There's a variety of different emotions. So the more vocabulary you can use to describe those emotions, the more intelligence I think you're gaining with your with your emotions. Uh, the better equipped you'll be to deal with your emotions. That's number one. Number two is actually validating your emotions instead of ignoring them or trying to bury them because inevitably they will always surface at some point or another and most likely in a way that you don't want them to. So it's best to validate those feelings. Now, that can be in a controlled environment. It does not have to be immediately or when you can just tell your emotions I'll deal with you later and you can learn to set them aside to deal with whatever it is that you need to deal with right now. But at some point you need to take some time, set a clock, say, this is what I'm going to do. You have 10 minutes, you deal with your emotions, you will allow the feeling to come in, you feel the feeling, and then you say, okay, enough's enough. And you, you put a stop to it. That to me is emotional intelligence. It also comes down to you controlling your emotions versus your emotions controlling you. And that's, I guess, really the telltale for me. How about you? Well, first of all, I just learned there's more than one emotion. I just experienced <laughs> anger all day. That's it. Just fuming all day. But so now I know there's happy and anger and then a variety of others, I guess. But yeah, no. So I, I, I think for um, for emotional intelligence, the one, the one thing that, and it's a, it's a weird concept, but if you ask anybody who's a professional trader, they tend to not care about money. Like successful traders, mm -hmm. they don't really care about money. They don't care about them losing, right, on a trade because they, they've already been through it enough. I think a lot of beginner traders will have more emphasis and meaning on the actual dollars as opposed to the charts, right? So there was a, a certain point because I was uh, – I wish I could just say that wasn't me, but it was me, right? It, I was, especially in the beginning of just trying to build the confidence in trading and, and just trying to understand the charts. There was, for me, and I, I see it a lot of time in, in, in a lot of the mentor groups that I do, a lot of the, the traders I talk to, they're so focused on the money and not the charts, right? And I think that if as soon as you start to focus more on the charts and just don't care about the money, you will actually become a better trader, right? And what I mean by that is if you if you ask any of these successful traders, like, do you really care you lost a trade? 
no, they don't like that they lost a trade, but is their their whole day ruined because they lost a trade? Typically, it's like, well, I tried. That was my setup. It didn't work this time. I'm going to try again somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? And the the hardest thing, I think, as a new trader, especially because everybody comes from different backgrounds and financial, economic situations, things like that, where you join the stock market, you're intrigued by the stock market because you want to make money. That's your That's your goal. And you're like, well, yeah, of course, if, if somebody's been trading for a while, they have a lot of money and therefore they don't really care. But I think it's when they stop caring that they actually become successful. It's a very, very weird concept. So if you could flip that little notion of like, yeah, in R's and R, it doesn't matter. It, it's mm-hmm. fake paper that I'm trading. Anyways, it's US dollars are going to print some more tomorrow anyway, and we'll just probably get another stimulus. Right. So the, the money will come. It's not it's not that but try to focus on the charts, try to focus on the process, try to focus on the discipline. And the money is a result of everything, mm-hmm. right? As soon as you start to look at your account, go up, down, and then it was, it's going to, that's, that's going to drive the emotion to the surface. And then you start making unwise decisions, moving stops too quick, try to bail too quick mm-hmm. on trades. And uh, you have to get to that point of, even though you might not be there, if you can mentally just visualize that you are there, the money doesn't matter. I could guarantee your trades are actually going to be a lot better. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's definitely easier to not care when you have money and you don't have to worry about it. That's definitely the case. I think that transition to get to that place where you don't care about money, it has to come from a place of gratitude. You have to root yourself in a place of gratitude with where you are right now. Because if you're not in a place of gratitude, you're always going to be looking to what you can get. What, what don't you have? And that's going to be where you're focusing too much on the money. So you have to change that and, and be grateful for where, where you are right now. So there's a lot of power in the place of gratitude. So that's kind of how you get out of what you were just talking about. And I appreciate that. That's, that's a really good point. And, and the size of the money too, like if you have uh, somebody like Jeremy, I think he's got like a $5,000 or something, yeah. something crazy. Okay, but he's been doing this. He's been trading for a while. He's he didn't start with five thousand dollars hours, mm-hmm. right? He started with the low end. He's 100, 200, 300 built up from there, and keep progressing, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at, I mean, probably a lot of people in the chat. Most people, I would say, almost everybody that is not a professional trader, and you say if he goes, yeah, I I, I lost today. I lost an R. I said, What's an R? Five thousand dollars. You lost five thousand dollars trading. That that's so so meaningful to a lot of people. But they're so focused on the actual dollar amount. Where Jeremy's like, yeah, it's it's an R. It's one R. I make one point two. I'm back on top. Exactly. No one asks what's one point two for a gain. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. it's all relative, right? Absolutely. Now the next point that we want to bring up is practice self compassion, and I think that it's really important that in your journey to become a disciplined trader, in your journey to become a successful trader, you're going to have steps forward and steps back. And on those steps back, it's really important for you to, you know, hold yourself accountable, but at the same time, not beat yourself up. And I really need to hear this over and over and over and over again, because I am my worst enemy and I'm my worst judge out there. There's absolutely nobody on the planet that can judge me harsher than I judge myself and uh, punish myself, all of those different things. So you know, I need to hear this as much as you guys need to hear this right now. And I need to reinforce that on a regular basis, but we need to practice self 
compassion. And what does that look like? Like I said, hold yourself accountable, but at the same time, you need to forgive, let it go, and then move on. What are you going to do from here? So what? You had a, a step, a setback. Tomorrow is a fresh, brand new day. Let's keep going forward. You only lose when you quit. That's my analogy. So you only lose when you quit. Dan, how about you? What do you? What are some of the things that you do for self compassion? You only lose when you quit. I love it. I love it. Especially because there's a lot of uh, new beginner traders in the chat where um, I hope everybody is here next week. I hope everybody's here a year from now. I hope everybody's here five years from now because the hardest part of trading is the beginning part. Mm -hmm. Get through that part. This is where this is where everything we've talked about in this episode comes into play. This is where you, you might be concerned too much about the money. You might be too concerned about your emotions on, on trades. You might not have harnessed everything yet. And very experienced traders, they might not have harnessed it yet either. But they've gotten a lot better since day one. Everything mm -hmm. is progression, right? So the person that is like, yeah, you know what? This is too tough. I can't figure it out. There's too much information, too many things on the chart, too many technicals, too many of this, that. You're just making excuses. Everybody could trade. Yeah. Everybody could trade. You have the ability to do it. But you have to get through some of the rough hurdles, have the friend, have the accountability partner. That will get you to to your um, to your trades. Have the self compassion though. Um, just for for me, I don't know what I do specifically for for self compassion, except for probably probably me being able to to take money from the market and do things with the family. Yeah, um, I I understand where I've completely got lost in this before, where I did this so I didn't have to work nine to five, right? I want to free up my calendar one more time with the kids, the family. And then if you're just sitting there trading all day, you're like, all right, uh, I'll, what am I actually getting out of this? Right. So understand what your, what your goals are. And then even again, just reward yourself in small ways. And I think that triggers some kind of positive uh, feeling, some kind of positive sense. And that helps you to wake up the next day, look at the charts, look at the research, uh, try to find the best, the best trades that fit your plan. So mm -hmm. I think in some ways it would be doing just some little things, but, using the the mar the money from the market to be able to to do that and kind of trigger that positive like congratulations just you're, you're still still doing it that is a great example i'm going to add one more and that is not compare yourself to others that is an act of self compassion so comparing yourself to others it's not fair you're not comparing apples to apples you're not uh you know like dan's mentioned earlier in this episode that everyone comes from a different financial background everybody's r is different you know there's there's a, a bunch of different things and that's one of the things we like about using the r system because it kind of puts everybody on a, a similar level but don't compare yourself to others you are a unique individual and the only thing you can do is compare yourself to yourself to your own benchmarks your own uh goals and um, that's going to be an act of self-compassion now the well, next Carl, one Carl, put in a oh. comment to uh, so he's asking, does self-compassion also mean not being too hard on yourself? Yeah, uh, don't absolutely. Don't beat yourself up when, you're, yep. when things go wrong in your trading. Yes, but in that, be careful because you don't want to make excuses for yourself either. So there's a fine line between being and showing self-compassion for yourself and being unaccountable. You still want to be accountable, but you want to learn from it. It's not a meant not meant to be a berating session. It's not meant to be a, oh, I'm so terrible. I can't believe it. I'm the worst trader in the world. I mean, that is not what you, you want to do to yourself. You want to say, you know what? I made a mistake. This is why I made a mistake. I own it. 
I did it. Now, what can I learn from it? All right. Drop the pride. Just accept it. But you don't need to beat yourself up over it. Okay. And that's where the self-compassion comes in. Absolutely. All right. So the next one is set daily affirmations. Now, once again, I'm a huge Joe Dispenza fan. Uh, If you haven't listened to anything that he's done, I, I highly recommend it. He is a neuroplastic or neuroplasticity specialist, so a brain scientist. And he talks a lot about, you know, you can't control your first thought, but you can control your second. And, you know, if you want a different life, you need to change your thoughts. And everything that we do starts with a thought. So those affirmations, and I didn't understand this until I actually listened to one of his podcasts, or it wasn't a podcast, sorry, it was an episode that he had uh, where he was in a seminar. But when I was watching the video, it actually physically showed the neurons making new connections in the brain and how it works. And by just like visualization in your brain, not knowing the difference or your body, not knowing the difference between something that is vividly visualized versus something that is actually experienced, your brain also will rewire based on the thoughts. And if we consistently think the same things and consistently do the same things, how could we ever expect to be different? And it starts with those thoughts. So those affirmations are actually building, they're changing the structure of our neurons and you're watching them physically re re brand or reconnect with different neurons, making new bridges to new experiences, new thoughts, new behaviors, new personalities. It's really intriguing. That's how it works. And I didn't understand that before. I thought, oh, this is just foo-foo, but there's a science behind it. And I highly recommend if you're one of the individuals like myself that really struggled with understanding what's the point of this, it doesn't work. I'm, yeah, you know, my brain doesn't like, it knows that I'm lying to it. All of these different excuses watch some of his stuff to learn about it because like I said there is some science behind it that makes a lot of sense and those affirmations saying I am a disciplined trader okay yeah it really comes down to the fake it till you make it and that what that is doing is creating new thoughts in your head that will break old patterns old behaviors daily affirmations highly recommended I do it every morning Dan what about you Probably not as much as I should or, or to, uh, to that extent, I, I think I do probably a little internally, but nothing, probably something I got to work on more, to be honest. Yeah. But I love, I love what you said with, uh, you can't control your first thought. You could, uh, definitely control your second one though. That's, that's deep. That, that, that's laughs. That's laughs. Yeah, and it, it's not me. That's, that's other people that, that have said that, but it's so true. Right. And that's that self-awareness. So when you recognize, whoa, wait a minute, that's not a thought that's benefiting me or sending me on the path that I want to go. You need to stop it right there and replace it with a new thought. And that's where those affirmations can really come in because it tools you up for replacing some of those negative thoughts that you that come up right so if you have that thought oh i'm a terrible trader wait a minute no i'm not i'm a i am a good trader i am a disciplined trader you can replace it with one of those affirmations and change those thoughts and eventually that thought will become your first thought instead of your second so no excellent all right our next tip is to take breaks and a rest and i think this is really important because we do have thresholds and it doesn't matter who we are the only difference is Dan's threshold might be different than my threshold, that which might be different than Jeremy's threshold. We all have a different threshold. Think of it as an emotional thermostat. 
we reach a temperature that's just really uncomfortable. And at some point we either start to overheat or we're too cold and we start to get emotional. We start to fall away from our plan. We start to do things that we shouldn't do. So know what those thresholds are, know what those behaviors are, track it, keep a log of, of, all the different things that you're doing throughout your trading day, when you're taking a trade, when did you take it? What happened? How are you feeling? All of those different things so that you know where those thresholds are. And if trading past lunch is too much for you, then maybe you need to stop. Maybe it's that's the time you need to take a break. Taking a break after a loss, getting up, going for a walk just to reset yourself. That's another time that might be an appropriate place for you to do it. Some people might not need that. Others might. Maybe it's taking a break right after you have a win so that you don't think that you're invincible and jump into another trade and give it all back because you think, hey, the markets are great. I'm an amazing trader and I'm overconfident. So taking a break can definitely help reset. And also just, we've talked about this before, but uh, you know, when you're emotionally charged, you get that amygdala going, there's, there's reaction time. And in order to stop that, you need about five seconds where you can slow the reaction time so that you can become rational again and start thinking rationally. So taking that break can definitely help. What do you have to add or thoughts on taking breaks and, you know, resting? I need, I need to take breaks. <laughs> I, I, I found out that for me, I have, and that's, that's why there was, there was a point where I was trading pretty much from 9am till 4pm Eastern on the stock market. Then I would be trading crypto futures. I would trade for, I was, I was like, man, 24 hours a day. I'm essentially just in front of the screen trading and back and forth. And then I was like, does any of this make a difference? Right. Yeah. And let me just focus on one thing. And that's when I kind of just dialed it back to, like I still have investments in some cryptos and every now and then I'll trade a future or something. But for the most part, I'm pretty much just stock market. Right. And yeah. then even during that time frame. Like I, I can't, I, I've, I've realized I can't sit there all day because there is no matter how great you feel in the morning, how, how great or, or bad your, your morning went as soon as that stock market opens, everything that comes a little bit later, it's either you trying to uh, take a catch up trade to just make money back. You're trying to get too greedy because now you're a little overexcited that you, your first trade won. And without that, some kind of break, whether it's a time frame, whether it's just that there's something that has to be a hard line of like okay after i i win i'm i'm done for 15 minutes i'm going to go take a walk i'm going to go get a drink i'm going to work out for an hour whatever the case is but have something of like at this certain time i'm leaving right after a certain amount of trades i'm done because your your trade your your fourth and fifth trade are not going to be as, as most likely good as your first as long as in terms of like thought process as the first couple of trades yeah. You're ready to go. You've got you got all your energy ch channeled in. Now, like the market's going crazy. You're starting to doubt yourself. You're starting to doubt the market. You're starting to, and your first original analysis of what you thought the market was going to do is is not really like now you're just playing candles again. You're not you're not playing your actual analysis on the trade. So I, I think having some kind of a break in some whether it's 15 minutes, whether you're done at 11 a.m. and you're done for the rest of the day and come back tomorrow, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Mm -hmm. In fact, you'll probably end up doing better and be more consistent of a trader by by implementing the breaks. Typically, if you're there and you're just not taking a break, it's because you feel like you have FOMO in missing out on a future trade. You're still caring too much about the money as opposed to the trade setup. Once you stop caring about the money, it's a lot easier just to walk away and turn the computer off and yep. go do something else. Yeah.
for sure. And you know what? Our last tip, because this is, and this is a serious one. If all of this is still failing, you've tried a lot of these different techniques, these different tips, there may be a time where you need to actually step away from trading. You might need to recenter. You might, it doesn't mean permanently necessarily, but maybe you need to take a month off. Maybe you need to take a year off. Maybe you need to to go do something else and find success. Jeremy's talked about that a lot. You know, when you're feeling like you're not meaning success, then go do something that you know you can gain success just to build that feeling of what it's like to be successful and rebuild that confidence level. So don't be afraid to take a break. Don't be afraid to step back. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, I, I need to rethink this because it's not for everybody. And like I said, if all of these fail, then, you know, just don't keep pushing forward because you're stubborn or because you think that it, it should be one way. Right. But those are our tips. It's been an absolute pleasure. Dan, we're out of time. Can't be, can't be out of time, but if you yep. tell me it is, I'll believe you. So uh, for all the people here in uh, the, the chat, we appreciate you joining. If you guys have never checked out an episode, uh, there's another episode in the corner there. This is going to be on the recording, right? Tracy's going to add this in. Otherwise I just look stupid oh, yeah. doing this, but check out those videos and uh, you can check out if you've missed any of the previous episodes of the real life trading pivot podcast, make sure you guys uh, check those out. They're all right there on the stream, the YouTube link, the channel, and uh, we'll see you guys at the next, next real life trading pivot podcast. See you, see you guys later. Oh, 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 oh